Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I am really sorry, my Hungarian is terrible. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss Control, which released in 2003 from writers Jim Adler and Nimrod Antel, and directed by Nimrod Antel. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Bochu. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but as I said, my Hungarian is terrible. Bochu works in an underground metro as a ticket collector and has been sleeping underground all the time. As we follow him on a day of his job, we start to question how far has he gone? So the moment this film started, I kind of stopped it. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I know this director. Right, I think right. I've seen his name somewhere yeah. before, but <laughs> yeah. I need to double check. And yes, we've talked about this director once before. Yeah. And that was Predators. He actually made the third Predator film, what, seven years after this one. Yeah. Um, but also, I wasn't aware of this, but he was also the director of the Master of uh, Master of Puppets Metallica music video. Okay. And he was also the director of the most recent Stranger Things episodes. Yes. Including yes. the Metallica episode. Yeah. Oh, nice. And so this is awesome. Coming back to his actual first movie. Yeah. And now he is Hungarian, Hungarian parents, but he was actually raised in America. Yeah. But he wanted to go back and tell this story. He said he was influenced by. Andre Tarkovsky's yeah. Solaris as one of the biggest inspirations for the film. But he also wanted to highlight um, the haves and haves nots after the fall of communism. Okay. Uh, that was something that he wanted to have as part of his story or his characters to, to emphasize that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it actually took him about nine months to convince the authorities to let him and his film crew film in the Budapest subway metro station. Yeah. They kept saying no. Yeah, yeah. And when they finally relented and agreed, it was the caveat that there would be a snippet of video yeah. at the beginning of the film explaining <laughs> that all of the all of the characters that work for the metro yes. are not representations of the real location. Yes. And and I was like, is it's very like well Going into the film then, you would see that it almost feels very documentary-esque in terms of this, all the extras look like actual people in the background. Yes, yes. And some of the some of the characters that work for the Metro are, well... <laughs> a little bit extravagant, shall we say, if we're being nice? Yeah. You know, a little bit out there. They I... are certainly uh, uh, an... <laughs> a quirky group of characters. Yes. I, uh, I'm just going to start off by obviously apologising that I can't pronounce a lot of these people's names. And I'm going to kind of apologise for myself for being so harsh to Predators when we reviewed it. Um, because after watching this guy's what first movie, Control, I can kind of see some of his work in that. I mean, I know Predators wasn't all him because it was Robert Rodriguez as well. So there's some stuff there. Um, but I really really enjoyed this i i know this is going to offend some people um but i wicked this before i started watching this because i was re i was researching it you know and i was looking into him and i was looking into the actors and then i just hit plot and i wanted to see what because it had the feel of a horror movie 
that's the feel I got from the moment I saw the poster. So as soon as I read it, I'm thinking, where is this going? And then I started to get bringing out the dead vibes. I started to get Nicolas Cage on the edge. This guy is working somewhere. He's not happy. And this is, this is the story around that. And like I said, when I hit play, I was sat down, had my cup of tea, ready to go, hit play. And this guy holds up this letter and starts looking at me, reading from this letter, talking about how, you know, the representations aren't the same and they allowed him to obviously film here. But they, they kind of thanked him as well for telling this story and exploring this world. And I was like, am I what? What the f What, <laughs> what am I is watching? This? You know? <laughs> yeah. Filmében ábrázol az fikció egy fiktív föld alatti világ. Sem maga a helyszín, sem az ott történő események, sem az események szereplői nem köthetők a BKV-hoz, mert univerzális gondolatokat tükröznek. Well, it's also pretty amazing that this was the first Hungarian film entry into a film festival in 20 years at the wow. point. Um, so it's really saying something. Uh, yeah, I think they did a fantastic job oh, here as well. Yeah, I totally loved the visuals immediately. Uh, uh, you know, the, the way that the, the escalators are shown. The, the opening of this film oh, is, is, is yes. spellbinding. Yes. It really catches your attention with... The, the the use of music, the lighting, the the camera position as we watch this drunken lady make her way down the escalator. Yeah. You're kind of fascinated. Like, who is she? Why is she here? Where is she coming no, from? No, I was more like, this bitch is drunk. <laughs> well, and now she dead too. Because, <laughs> uh, and it's the editing here is also really good. We know the train's coming. We've seen her fumble and slip. And yep. then all we see is the shoe left on the on the platform. Oh, yeah, it was great. But, like, I'll go, go back that that shot of just her coming down that escalator, her there trying to get the bottle open. I'm sat there, I'm like, like I already know what's going to happen because I spoiled it. But at the same time, I'm looking at this woman and I'm just like, where are we going with this? You know, I don't see anybody else. She's stumbling around the darkness, capturing this moment just beautifully. And like Gary said, boom, she's in front of this train and we're into the movie and we're we're introduced to Sandor Sanil Sinal uh who plays Bolchu um and he's literally just woken up you know on the floor of the metro the lights have all started to flick on and you know he's he, yeah he's got this nosebleed thing going on and immediately I'm just like okay so he's suffering from some brain thing there's something wrong with his head you don't just get nosebleeds unless you wake up on the floor of the metro. Right. <laughs> well, we also don't know what happened to him the day or night before exactly, for him to yeah. be here. We also are not privy yet to the fact that he actually works here. You know, and some yeah, passerby is this... just like, your nose is bleeding. And uh, he seems agitated by this person. So he starts chasing after him. The other yeah. guy's going faster. And eventually he puts his armband on. And he's like, you know, tickets or passes, please. Yeah. Like, oh. But amazing, that's what he said, like the director wanted to, you know, look at the the way the world was before where they had the, the badges and you had to do as they said. And so this guy is terrified now, you know, of trying to show his past because if he loses his past, it's going to cost him money that he doesn't have to replace it. He's not going to be able to get to work, be able to make the money for the... And you're just, I'm immediately, I'm like, oh, wow, this is bringing out the dead. I'm like, I'm totally relating to this guy that life is just hard. When you're introduced to Mookie, the guy with narcolepsy, this chip scene was amazing. It was. This was <laughs> a, a really, a really well written uh, sequence. Yes. And I was like, it's great that this scene is so early in the film because it really sets up all these characters and the incredible dark humor that this film has where he's eating a greasy 
breakfast yeah. and his friend is smoking. Yeah. And they're both going, well, you're going to die of a heart attack. Your arteries are going to clog. And he's like, well, you don't see me complaining about you smoking. And he's like, well, I'm just trying to be nice here. I'm not getting agitated. <laughs> and for all of those, it looks like he chokes and dies face first in his food. Yeah. And the other two are just like, oh, you'll be fine. And I'm like, he looks dead. <laughs> he's just... But of course, we only find out a little bit later that he's actually got narcolepsy and he's prone to passing out whenever he's confrontational. Yeah. And that plays in with some montages later in the film where they're having to deal with with people using the Metro and argumentative ones and he will just pass out. Yeah. And I was just like, man, it's a pretty dangerous place. Like the film <laughs> yeah. opened with, with a lady going you know, in front of the train. Yeah. I'm just like, man, you can pass out anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. They like they don't care, you know. He they you've got that office sequence where you've got the boss sat there in the chair watching the timer tick around and as soon as it gets to a certain point he stands up and he just starts declaring and barking orders at everybody and I'm like I fucking love this movie I've been in this situation a million times you know he's he's breaking down the teams you know you've got Gonzo he's got the best crew he does the best work everybody loves him he gets the new uniform he gets the new New uniform, like as soon as I saw this leather jacket with this red band on the bar on the arm, I was like, What the didn't you just burn these things like 40 years ago? Like, no. And the the, the people in the office are kind of relatable because every single one of them was just there for the job. Their job is to declare for passes, you know, and if you don't have a pass, you've got to get off the train or you're going to be arrested. Nobody wants to get arrested. Or fined in or this film, yeah. Or fined or whatever. So they, that's what they do to try and get passes. But there's thousands of people. I know. You know? I, the scenes flow together so well in this film. And so then when we see them out there doing their job and just, you know, like it's this whole setup where they don't have their armbands on and they all link up together they get on the train and the yeah. moment they're on the train then all the bands are on and then they start going down the train systematically yeah, checking it's, everybody it's a confined space it is with a bunch of people who really don't like you and you're just trying to do your job some of them like Gonzo and his friends are probably really arrogant and some people are just just there but you then flick back to that sequence where the guy comes down the escalator with the cloak over his head and this is like our bad guy this is where the movie's like this guy's a killer and we follow him and he's just you never see his face it's it's just brilliantly well done till we get behind this businessman who stood there with a briefcase and we don't see the killer but then we see him and then boom he's in front of the train we don't see anything until the next shot where you've got the fucking um police officer you know detectives whatever the, the the crime scene cleaners picking up the brain yeah. and dropping it in a bag That's picking a up all these giblets <laughs> and, and they're talking about how to season their meat at the same time oh, it's, i was just like wow like That's they're having amazing. a conversation about cooking food while scooping up the remains yeah uh and of course we've got the the platform crew there and we've got the new guy as well who immediately just throws up yeah <laughs> you've got the professor guy who's just like yeah that's it just yeah just throw up on yeah, my shoulder right. if you have to there's bird shit on my shoulder it's okay you can do, do, do that <laughs> Look, these characters are great the yeah. dialogue is great the humor is is perfect shenley boy you <laughs> 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 
Amish. And it flows in really well to the point where Bo Chu is introduced to Sophie. Now she, we don't really understand at first but it turns out she's the daughter of one of the metro drivers yeah a bit of a drunk well he's got this i mean the first time we're introduced to him is when they're all waiting to get they're on the platform waiting for the train and the train shoots past them all and they're all just like where's he going and we see him eventually reverses it back Um, but we find out i mean this goes way later in the film we find out that he was originally a train driver above surface or yeah, you know yeah. not underground uh but apparently he was had an accident crashed a, a locomotive because he went past his stop again yeah so i was like well he's still doing it now even though he's underground but you know his daughter still loves him yeah the other characters respect this guy anyway and and the door is using the metro just to get everywhere but she's dressed as a bear so the first time bochu sees her he's just immediately just questioning who is she he's infatuated she's beautiful like this is this is it's like uh, rosanna arquette or patricia arquette in in bringing out the dead for nicholas cage and i was just like i totally get this character now you know he's he's suffering bochu his life has gone somewhere and so we're seeing him spend just all of his time in the metro that's all he does he's resigned himself underground permanently yeah at the end of the first day in the film he when everyone goes home he doesn't. He just goes back to sleep on the platform again uh, for the next day. So, like, this guy doesn't... He doesn't ever go to the surface. No, we don't ever see it. This film never goes above yeah. either. We we get a couple of shots where he's just looking up at the escalator. There's also another shot later on where it almost feels like a dream sequence where he's wandering through, like... Through these catacombs. Well, yeah. And he comes to, like, this wall where you think there'd be a doorway. But for him, it's a dead end. Yeah. And I was like, how much is real at this moment? And how much are we now seeing his psyche? Well, it's... Because it's, he's locked himself down here for a reason. Well, it's like like said, the dream sequence. He fell, he falls asleep. Um, but it's like... He, like, is he asleep? Sophie wakes him up and says, come with me. And he follows her. And then he finds this tunnel... And he just walks into the tunnel holding a flare, you know, and he just keeps going on. And you don't realize at first, but the tunnel's getting smaller and smaller until he finally finds a gap, looks, and there's the cloaked figure. Yeah, the pusher, so, the yeah. train pusher, yeah. And my mind is just like, okay, the pusher is in, he's the killer. Yeah. He's yeah. killed these well, people, it's but definitely he just doesn't realize. It. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. definitely uh, applying it. Um, but you keep then cutting back to his crew. You know, and oh, the the psychiatry sequence. That yeah, poor psychiatrist. <laughs> oh my god! It's a great montage. Just like all of them, they're sort of calm at first, but yeah. as the montage goes, it just gets crazier and wackier. And the comments that they make. That yeah. psychiatrist must be at his wits' end. You got the guy with the mustache. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't remember his character's name. I try to remember everybody else's, but mustache guy. Like, I'm sure between him and Mookie were my favourites because he he's scrappy. He's ready to fight and just do his job and help everybody. And so you get the sequence where they fight the, the football hooligans Is on the train. Like Bootsy, was he called? Or? Like, uh, possi- <clears throat> possibly. Um, no, uh, Bootsy was the sprayer guy. Yes, who sprays the a, new there, kid in the face. Yeah, there's a guy who's running around the metro spraying inspectors in the face. And they have this amazing chase sequence all the way through. It's filmed brilliantly. Um... 
but he's not captured. But he's well, no, they, he ends on. up luring he ends up luring them into a train with a bunch of football, football hooligans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we see them after the fight, just all battered and bruised and bloodied. But yeah, they do. There's that again, a great sequence like the next day where he spots him about to get on the train tying his shoelaces. Yeah. And they he notices he's been spotted. They both step onto the train and step off the train. Step on the train. Step off the train. And the music is really well edited here. And the moment the chase starts, the music kicks in as they're chasing through the platforms in the station. And yeah, again, it's another horror moment. Yeah. Where out of nowhere, trick of the light, blink, you miss it. He's been pushed into the front of the train and gone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and this is where Boshu ends up getting questioned by his boss, by the authorities. The guy like, with Are the birthmark. On his face. Oh yeah. my God. He's I... not... Yeah. being intimidated by anybody or anything no and uh and so yeah they're, they're looking to put the blame on him because well the camera doesn't show any mass figure that's re that's the really great thing it's like i like i said when i wicked it i'm like oh they don't just arrest him why is this and then when i saw it on screen it's like because the camera he know they, they're questioning him and saying you know where the cameras are you're sleeping down here every night you've got every idea of how this place works you could be killing these people but we've got no evidence and it's also intertwined as well because they've been doing the run, yes. haven't they? Oh man! Well, there's a, there's Don't... a rivalry between the the crews, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so they, to to settle this score, they do the run through the the, the subway. Yeah. And like the new guys, just like, oh, this is pretty exciting until he realizes, yeah, there's actually going to be a train chasing after them. Why do they call you C? It's for cripple. Why do they call you cripple? Because I've got no toes on my foot. And he's taking so I'm like, it's because he got hit by a train, motherfucker. It's good, you know, and the Tibor is there like, uh, I, I don't get it. He was so good as a character. But this run, we don't see. We only get the after effects where, where uh, Bolshu jumps up onto the station side and then he grabs Gonzo and he saves him. So now Gonzo kind of owes him and he's pissed himself. I have to say, there's no special effects in this movie. That's what, And yeah. these stunts were performed for real in front of real moving trains. <laughs> Now apparently it was uh, in in the trivia here, but um, the uh, uh, a, uh, a Hungarian stuntman who yeah. was actually working at the time on Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Wow! And he got a call saying they want to do some stunt work in this film, and he was like, "All right, I need to stop Terminator for a minute. I'm going home, and I'm going to do this stunt, and then I'll come back here and working on Terminator." Okay, like, that's pretty cool. That's that's that, really cool. That's cool. But yeah, the stunts in this were like. That's pretty scary. I was almost afraid you were going to say he died. So no. he finished Terminator <laughs> no, 3. No, and no, no. I was like, oh. No. But he's like, like, this last race sequence. So we, we followed Boshi all the way through. He's had that amazing sequence and uh, sat down with Bella. You know, and he's had some food. And Bella's even said to him, like, wait. Or stay. And Boshi's just like, no. Oh. He gets up. And he doesn't even realize that Bella is Sophie's daughter. Or he's, he has cottoned on at this point. So Sophie is like is using the train for free, and that that moment where he walks down the train station, he's like, he he says to Bella, like, how do I get out of here? There's many ways to get out. I'm like, the the script is yeah, oh mwah, chef's kiss. Yes, he finds the dead end, and I'm like, he needs to get out. And then when he finds the party, and is confronted by the the hooded character, it's now a fight sequence, but it's like. An he's, internal one? Yeah, because he, he's fighting him, but he's not. I'm yeah. like a car. <laughs> yeah. It's all done visually and, you know, they end up both running through, through again, through the underground. Yeah. And we hear the train coming 
uh, but it's only him who ends up being pulled up, pulling himself up onto the platform again. Yeah. So if if the pusher was chasing him in behind him, he's dead, dead by the train. Yeah. If it was in his head at this point in the film, yes. also dead. But it does also mean our character is a serial killer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm leading on the fact that he, he's he not, but he's just, that he's not the killer, uh, but he's also just... Um, fantasizing about it anyway yes. or manifesting you know his image of it but and there's just a lot of suicides cuz yeah. there are this um, this moment with Sophie as well was well done because she'd been a bear all the way through and then she'd had her suit ripped and her confronting with Bolshu where she's like I bet you think I'm weird and he's like no you know I I do like you she she turns up as an angel at the end and I was just so taken back of how visual it was done because through like not much wording, but just enough, you know, she takes his hand, she kisses him and they make their way to the escalator and they ascend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really kind of sweet ending. Yeah. Um, I do. I do feel like there was a few plot threads that were not tied up, though. Like which ones? Um, like like the rivalry that he had with the other guys that oh, beat him up again. Fuck them. They. they um, yeah, you know, the rest of his colleagues kind of just disappear from the film. I yeah. I felt bad about that, and I really wish they'd had like a series about the crew. Yes. Under I would, there. Th that's how I felt. Like at the forty-seven minute mark of this film, I stopped it, and I was like, "That was great." Like I've loved all of this, and then, but I honestly I felt like the next hour the film did kind of wave. Yeah, I still think it was solid, but I, I honestly felt like it could have been another forty minutes break and then another forty minutes. It it felt almost episodic, but yeah. that's because there was lots of of tendrils of of characters and plots and threads yeah, going yeah, on yeah. throughout yeah, the yeah. film. Uh, but all of the conversations were really, really good. Yeah. There's also something else that you kind of become aware as the film's going on that, like, from like I don't know much about Budapest or the underground or no, the subway. No, no. All our, like British, you know, we have to pay. You you want to use transport, you pay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the fact that almost all the all the people, all the patrons using the subway don't have tickets, don't have passes. I... There are so many of them that just almost feel like well... they don't have to pay. And these characters that are doing it also don't seem to really care about whether they have tickets or not. It's just a case of they need to do this it's, to keep their their well, existence going. Yeah, but that's the, this the idea of the menial task, isn't it? It's yeah. like the bus conductor. You know, we have train ticket guys as well on, on, on trains and stuff. But it's the, the ones that we see in the movie, and there's so many of them, the ones we see in the movie are the ones that don't have them. So you've got to imagine they've gone ticket, yep, ticket, yep, ticket, yep. Ticket? No, but you can fuck this prostitute if you want instead of having a ticket. No, I want your ticket. You know, the Chinese um, tourists, yeah. you know, they start going at Tibor and he's trying to explain. You've got the guy with the big dog as well and they're just yeah. hiding I, up above. They were just making up all these different reasons of, yeah, not having a ticket. So I, that's what made me relate because I'd want to kill them. Because, I mean, we, as I said, we didn't even touch on the, the story of Lands. Yeah, yeah. You know, right from the start, we see Bolshu like, are you okay? And, and I think it's Lands or Lars. He's just like, oh, I've had enough. And he's just got the wide eye stare. And then later on, he slits the throat of a passenger because the passenger punched him in the nose. You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, they totally fucking get it. Exactly. So, I mean, that tells you a lot about all of the characters that are working down here and the state of mind that they're in. And, of course, we do find out there is a conversation with, with Boshi where he ends up meeting somebody who he knows from Topside. Yes. And this guy's, like, in a suit, professional. Doing he's well, like, yeah. Like, what happened to you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I travelled and worked around and stuff. 
Yeah. It's like, so we know he's lying and he's just not facing his reality well, or whatever he's... He hides the badge away well, from, doesn't he? Yeah, that's you know? right. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's so many scenes like that that just give you layers to these characters and... That that's the that's the real beauty of this film is just how well it's it's written and and how much attention the director has given to these characters. Yeah. So Ian, do you uh, have any favorite oh, scenes man. from Control? Um, I, I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean, if it wasn't visuals like uh, like I said, the escalator sequences with the drunk girl, or when Bootsy's sliding down using it as an escape, you know, or or like the station sequences where Bold Shoes uh, going to sleep or waking up, and the lights are just like working like visually the the director caught everything really really well if i had to go for sequences it would have to be anything that involved mookie <laughs> you know i was in just stitches of just it's what confused me the movie told me like oh this is a dark comedy and i'm like okay but i found myself weighing so much more to the comedy side and the darkness was there but I didn't need it. It just was kind of background stuff. I like the tunnel sequence, him meeting up with with Sophie, eating the food with Bella. I mean, are you you'd go. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna say the first seven minutes was really strong in this film, from the opening titles uh, into watching that that uh, that lady wandering down to the platform before she falls in front of the train yeah. to the conversation about the greasy food yeah. versus cigarettes. I was just like, I was in. I was in this world. I'd been submerged yes. down into their dank le you know, level You've of hell. Underground. <laughs> yes, <there>. yes, I <laughs> have. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the entire first seven, eight minutes was really, really strong. I found the sequence horrifying where the businessman has moved in front of the train and he doesn't necessarily look like he wants to... He doesn't look like a jumper. No, no, no. And so, and that's the sequence that makes me go, is there then a train pusher? Yeah. But then how come nobody else saw it? Because it was a pretty crowded platform. Yeah, I know the lights went out, but... Yeah, you know, it's fast. Uh, he's... Yeah. So, but it, it, it was that sequence I, I found horrifying. And of course, it's the one that then opens up the questions like, who's doing these killings or yeah. are they just suicides? Don't, good, don't, doesn't answer it. But I don't think it needs to. It is a good mystery. Yeah. yeah. Um, the conversation where they're talking about the seasoning of the meat while they're pulling out the giblets. I was just like, I, I stopped the film because I was laughing so hard. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe they paired this up together and it works. <laughs> yeah, and the psychiatrist, the montage. Oh, I thought yes. that was great. Yeah. Uh, but I also really loved the chase sequence. I thought the uh, the camera work was really good. The music, uh, it montaged Which together really sequence? well. Which chase sequence? Bootsy? Uh, the, the Bootsy train one. The Bootsy oh, one, yeah. yeah. I thought that was the really well done. The train one was done. really good. Uh, which is what built up the second encounter yeah. so well. Uh, before, unfortunately, he ends up in front of a train too. Ian, do you recommend Control? I do recommend it. I recommend it so much, I would actually go off and watch Predators now because I think uh, the director is really, really good. Um, you know, just like Gary said, all of the sequences are just so well kind of put together that, yeah, you, you don't realise the length of it. It might be a little bit too long in places. You could cut back maybe on the, the interrogation sequence or it wasn't necessarily needed because it, the guy was just intimidating with that goddamn birthmark. But, you know, they're all of the crew. Mookie was fucking hilarious. The guy with the mustache was hilarious. I love the Professor and Tabor, you know, but Bolshu steals the show with Sophie and Bella. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to be recommending Control. Uh, this was highly entertaining. It was funny and it was layered in style and substance. 
There's a lot of great aspects to point out with this film, and the screenplay stood out the most. Great dialogue and characters matched with a director who easily controls your attention when switching tone or mood. The setting, the location, it was beautifully captured and framed with great lighting. The dim, rat-infested tunnels, the fluorescent bathed tiles and giant fans. The film at times is incredibly visually arresting. The casting, I think, was perfect. Everyone felt like real characters, real people. A complete naturalness or normalness that was refreshing. There's a lot of plot threads, and some of them more engaging than others, but all have something to say, or hide, regarding their choices in life while accosting patrons on the subway. The ending doesn't answer everything, and it leaves a few plots open-ended, but it's still really satisfying and hopeful. Great editing, lots of energy in the chase scenes, brilliant dark humour, and a well-crafted film. Absolutely worth a watch. Murder? Mystery? Romance? Just another day on the subway. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.